like you can never, the work is part of anything you're going to do. There is no fast track, okay? You win the lottery, maybe that's the only way. But if you want a body, you want the performance, you want the skill set, you want to be a better leader, a follower, you better get into some mentorship, some, some talk groups, some leadership groups, and do some damn challenges that are going to push yourself so that you realize what it takes to actually achieve these goals. Rise up a warrior, my brothers. Welcome back to the Man of War. My name is Rafa Conde, and of course, as always, I am a man on this mission. This mission to transform you into a modern-day warrior, into a man of war. We're looking to take you up to that next level, looking to really push you beyond your self-imposed limits to become a better man, a stronger leader, and of course, to live a life truly that embodies this warrior spirit. Now, when we talk about this type of individual, the type of individual that's really listening to this show and paying attention to the guests that we have on, the power of what we disseminate out here that goes into your ears and hopefully into action, right? You start implementing and integrating this into who you are. It's less than 1% of society. Now, with that said, you can go out there and listen to 25 podcasts a day. You can read three books a week. You can absorb all the great content that's out there. But the reality is that if you don't take action, that is meaningless. It is worthless. And in reality, you're just wasting your time. So what I want you to do here is I want you to not to listen to this podcast with your ears, but start paying attention truly and absorbing the knowledge, the wisdom, the philosophy, strategies, concepts, the experience that's being transferred from this podcast into your ears and hopefully into your body, into your spirit, and out your fucking limbs, right? You're going to have to use a pen and paper, take some notes so you can remember, or for that matter, come back and listen to the show over and over again until you pick up different things that you might be able, different elements that you might be able to use in your life. Now, listen, you have a choice to listen to so many great podcasts out there, but I will tell you this much, when we're talking about the warrior spirit, when we're talking about developing the warrior, not just manhood or masculinity, but developing the warrior, the warrior inside of you. We all have it. We just need to cultivate that mindset, cultivate our physicality, our mentality, and we're going to get there. And this is the show to listen to. Now, if you have not done so already, my brothers, I'm going to ask you one huge favor. Go to iTunes to leave us a review. So important to continue trending higher in these iTunes charts. Listen, we've been around now for just over a year and a half. We crossed a million listens. We are kicking ass, no doubt about it. And we are in a very specific niche, very specific. So the fact that we are doing so well in this specific niche lets me truly believe in my heart, man, that we are reaching the right people. Speaking about the right people, my brothers, the Crucible, the Man of War Crucibles, April 10th through the 14th. We have interviewed at this point just about 100 individuals. 
we have chosen 13. Seven spots remain. And I will tell you this, um, as I record this, last night we selected two. These will be confirmed by the end of today. So there will be five slots left. So go put in your app right now for this life-changing experience. Five days, four nights. We're talking about a brotherhood. If you're able to graduate from this, you'll be initiated into the Men of War Society. Um, and I'm not going to tell you much about it. Just go to WarDev, that's W-A-R-D-E-V, academy.com forward slash crucible. And one of our cadre instructors will set up an interview date for you. All right, I want to tell you a couple of things here that are happening in the man of war. We just moved into our new space. Uh, we are just about 85, maybe even 90% complete. We are super stoked. Our new studio looks fucking phenomenal. We are so excited. So we're going to be bringing you segments on our new YouTube channel, um, and we're going to start cultivating it, man. We're going to start bringing you uh, weekly segments, some really cool shit down the pipeline. I'm telling you, you're going to be like, holy fuck, something unique, something very, very different. Uh, our clothing apparel line also, we're going to kick that up. And of course, the warrior development program here for the online guys, uh, we are revving that up and that should be ready. Uh, we're looking at the first week of May right now. Uh, so we just started working on that and it's going to be something very, very unique. Uh, remember, we are in a subject matter. We're, we're here focused on the development of warriors. So this is not a sales show. This is not a how-you-make-money show. This is not a feel-better show. We're going to dive deep into the warrior life. Having said that, today's guest is a warrior in my book not only because of his physicality or his mentality, but because he, this guy is a man that gives. He gives without looking for shit back. He's just one of those guys that goes out there, gives, 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 and that's his life, man. Giving to others, helping others. This is what warriorhood is all about. And to top it off, he is one of the cadre instructors at the Man of War Crucible. So all I can tell you, if you are attending is if you were one of the few selected, get ready. All right, without further ado, let's jump right into it. Andy Zaraki, welcome to the Man of War podcast, my brother. It is an honor to have you on, man. It is an honor to be here, Rafa. This is great. Awesome. Listen, we were talking before the show here, and there are some good stuff in the pipeline here, no doubt about it. I mean, if there's a man that knows fitness right here, listen, people, you got to look him up, Andy Siraki. He's some badass dude that knows his fitness, but more importantly, he's one hell of a dude, man, down to earth and straight up. Hey, Andy, for our audience, I want you to introduce yourself. What's up, guys? Andy Soraki here. For the social out there, it's at Andy, last name S-Z-I-R-A-K-I. Got to do that all the time because that's one of those weird S-Z names that always gets confused. Um, Andy Soraki, fitness entrepreneur, kind of uh, the guy to 
talk to you, do workshops, personal training, group fitness, fitness entrepreneur all over the world. Really, I've traveled uh, over to Romania, the Bahamas, here in the United States a lot, just preaching, preaching what I believe is to be the ultimate form of the human body, which means encompassing great values in your health and fitness goals. So I try to impact as many people uh, that I can wherever I'm at. Awesome, awesome. So really what I want to do today here is I want to dig deep into your core, okay? And I want to talk about not just about health, but I want to talk about mindset. I want to be able to really stand ground and start digging deep and finding out what, all right, not only makes you tick, but makes our society tick, the guys that are at an elite level, okay? We're talking about athletes, about warriors, of course, and more importantly, even guys that are entrepreneurs out there that can really step up their life, their careers by living a well-rounded life. So what I'm going to start off here is very simple, all right? What does it take to be in decent shape nowadays? Commitment. That's it. You have to be committed. You have to wake up. And this is what I preach to people all day long. I try not to deviate this from myself or anybody's excuse. You wake up and you get yourself taken care of first thing in the morning. Why do you do that? Because once you've got that self taken care of, the first thing, out of bed, work out, and then take care of your wife, kids, fitness, business, whatever else you've got to do for the day, you're done taking care of yourself. You can focus on all that. If you put everything else first, you're going to start messing up in other areas of your life. Your work performance and your work productivity is going to go down. You're not going to have that date night with the wife. You're not going to have that energy to play with the kids because everything is going to take a backseat to the driving force, which is yourself and your energy. You can't be your best self unless you're taking care of yourself. We live in a very affluent area. We see Rolls Royces, Lamborghinis, Ferraris all day long. The bodies driving those Lamborghinis, Ferraris, and Rolls Royces, those bodies are not the bodies that look as high performance as the car. Why are you going to drive around in something for 20 minutes a day and you're going to drive through life in something that you're not going to take as much care of, not invest the time or the money into? That's going to drive your life, your health, your work, your kids, everything. You have to take care of yourself first. That's why I tell people, always do it first thing in the morning. Why? Even in my business, I see people that cancel first thing in the morning and then, oh, I'll do it later in the afternoon. That never happens. Later in the afternoon, you're, you're cutting into family time, wife and kids time, everything like that. It's not going to get done. Get up, set your alarm an hour early. You're going to immediately think the mindset, oh, an hour earlier, I can't do this. It's going to suck. But on the, on the other side of that equal sign, you're going to come out a higher performing person and you're just a better overall physical specimen of yourself if you commit to that. So you got to want it. I can't want it for you. You got to look at your life and say, is this guy, is this guy telling the truth? Yes. If I'm in better shape, I'm going to have more energy for my kids, my wife, my work, everything like that. Sounds good. I'm going to wake up an hour earlier to get that done. That has changed more of my clients' lives than any other piece of advice. Getting up, getting after it, doing that first 30 minutes to an hour for yourself and then service others, give back to others, do everything you've got to do throughout the day. All right, so let's talk a little bit about discipline, okay? Because obviously discipline is a key component mm -hmm. to doing what you're saying. All right, how can someone take first baby steps to start disciplining their life? Mm -hmm. All right, let's just say it's, it, it's an individual that, you know, is a little bit out of, out of shape um, and is looking to, to start getting out of bed a little bit earlier, you know, put feet on ground and start doing something about it. Give me a little bit of a routine here where someone that can start implementing that discipline slowly. I like it. I like it. So my first response for that, the baby step would be get out of bed earlier. Don't even forget about the workout for right now because that's just going to stress you out. You're going to be thinking like, what do I do? It's a whole other manual that I've got to follow. Get out of bed earlier, okay? 
hydrate. Drink some water. That's so important to get your body hydrated. It's the most overlooked thing. Everybody wants the latest and greatest supplements, the latest and greatest tips and tricks. Guys, hydration. Wake up and hydrate immediately. Then start going through your personal morning routine, whatever that was, and add. Maybe if you got a dog, take that dog for a walk. If it's coffee, get your coffee. But the biggest thing here is get yourself up and moving just a little bit earlier, and then we'll take you in to the workout steps. We'll add the other details to that. Just wake up a half hour earlier. Get Get your juices flowing a little bit. Then add maybe an hour before that as you go along. And guys, it might seem like I'm cutting into your personal time now. You're going to see on the flip side of all this training, your personal time and your personal energy is going to go through the roof once you've implemented these tiny little steps. So wake up a half hour earlier and just start your day how you normally would. Maybe again, if you've got a, if you've got the, the time to do a little workout at the house, walk the dog, do something, but get moving. And then I'll throw you a program, things you can do. You don't even have to leave your house. Some of my best programs I've ever written are for people that say, hey, I've got my kids to school. I've got 10 minutes to do this. Dude, 10 minutes is, is, an, is an hour I can compress into that 10 minutes for you. I can hammer your body in 10 minutes. And then you add that seven days a week. That's 70 minutes you got there up from zero. Okay, we start there. Start with those 10 minutes. That's a baby step. That's awesome. So you're saying basically forget about working out initially. Just start doing these baby steps. Wake up a little bit mm-hmm. earlier, and then we go from there. Now, Let's go from listen, there. we believe, um, obviously, this podcast is all about that warrior mindset, okay, about that that individual core that we have inside, that never-quit attitude. Now, when we start reflecting on that never-quit attitude, I mean, do you think really that someone that goes out there and, say, for example, wakes up earlier, goes to the gym, kicks ass – is going to kind of build that never quit attitude and not only in just in the gym, but in life 100%, itself. 100%. No hesitation there. If you add that discipline and that that mentality starts to wrap around your entire life and you start feeling great. You start to see how much more you can impact people because you're not thinking, I've got to take care of myself. I didn't work out today. And that's all take, you've taken care of yourself. You can focus on everybody else. So you get that warrior spirit from the get-go first thing in the morning. And if the, and once you start doing it, some people have never, have never had it. Just get the taste of it. And then it's like an addiction. Like you want to go in there. You want to get after that workout. You want to feel so good about yourself because then as soon as you're done, you're like, oh, that was amazing. He was right. I can go through my entire day and focus on all the stuff that's going to blindside me throughout the day. I'm going to be fine because I took care of myself first. And you take that drive with you to work, to home, to the kids' games, to coaching, everything else. But it starts with that, that, that one little taste and get that going. How do you maintain such a positive attitude? I mean, I've, I've known you for a while now, and you just you, you constantly have a positive attitude. I, I've spoken to you many times, and what, what I really strikes me about you is that, you know, no matter what, you, it's, everything's okay. You're going to figure shit out. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you have that? Is it something that maybe when you were growing up you got instilled in you or has it been through the years? I think it's uh, exposure, exposure and experience to different things, exposing yourself to challenges, not running away from them. And I got to give credit to my parents. My dad is one of the most incredible human beings I've ever met. My mother as well. But my dad really taught me to no matter whatever happened to him in life, he was always he always had a plan. He always had a way to fix it and everything like that. And Paired with that, um, my brother, I lost him in the Marines. He was one of the, uh, the statistics when he came home. He was a forever changed person. So when, you, when you're exposed to, uh, I had a great discipline as, as a child. I have no complaints there. But when I saw what my brother went through and what he came back as a changed person, we didn't even know who he was anymore. I said to myself, there's some real shit out there, man. And all my complaints, like we were talking about my little pinky toe being broken earlier. 
that when you realize what kind of damage and what kind of evil and what else is out there, you realize like your own personal bullshit is minuscule and meaningless compared to that. When you start comparing yourselves to the lives of these soldiers and these guys that come back shot, blown up, missing arms, missing legs, dude, my worst, my worst day of training, I'm still in South Florida. It's still a sunny day. Normally I'm not in a shot. I'm not getting shot at. I'm not wearing 80 pounds of gear and I'm not in a desert. Life is good every day. With you're not getting shot at, you're not in a desert, and you're not wearing 80 pounds of gear. So that if Very you compare true. everything to that, it Very could true. always be worse. Very true. Very true. No doubt about it. I mean, you got to look at things and say, hey, you know what? Really, what kind of bad day am I having? Mm-hmm. Is it in comparison to my bad day, or is it in comparison to really a bad day? Mm-hmm. I mean, you go out there and you start saying to yourself, hey, listen, my bad day is nothing compared to what a real bad day is about, you know, a soldier or a police officer getting shot or somebody dying, losing a child, losing a brother, mm-hmm. all right, that's, you know, that's a bad day. That's painful. You know? It's yeah. perspective. Expose yourself to perspective. I do these crazy military workouts and challenges, not because I think I'm some badass. I want to immerse myself in that culture, and I want to get, I want to get tested. I want to see which way I can be pushed and how uncomfortable it's going to be make, and then do I emerge as a better person, as a leader? I hope so. But you don't know until you immerse yourself in these challenges, these events. Maybe for some people, it's doing a different workout. Maybe it's signing up for a race. Maybe it's doing something to test yourself. Again, it's all perspective-based. Once you get out of your little bubble and your little head, there's a lot of stuff out there that you'll compare yourself to and say, I'm good, I'm great, I'm having a great day. This isn't going to phase me. Do you think that society nowadays in general lacks that, yes. lacks that, that, that mentality where they want to challenge themselves, they want to push themselves beyond that self-imposed limit, they want to take it to that next level? 100%. 100%. People do not... And I'm generalizing a little bit here. Trust me, I know some people that still get after it to this day that do not fall into that millennial culture. But I do see a lot of quick fixers out there, people that just do not want to take the necessary steps. They want to be like, well, I want to be uh, I want to build a body like that Andy's got. Okay, well, dude, you have to do this, this, this and this. And I've been doing this since I was 15 years old. Well, I don't want it so bad now. Why? Because I just told, I just gave you the roadmap, exactly what you have to do. And you're, now you're you're deterred by the hard work. It's like you can – the work is part of anything you're going to do. There is no fast track, okay? You win the lottery, maybe that's the only way. But if you want a body, you want the performance, you want the skill set, you want to be a better leader, a follower, you better get into some mentorship, some, some talk groups, some leadership groups, and do some damn challenges that are going to push yourself so that you realize what it takes to actually achieve these goals. Yeah, I'm 100% with you, man. And unfortunately, our mindset is guided a lot of times – by the media and uh i gotta tell you that unfortunately again when i say i'm gonna say unfortunately twice here is people fucking listen to it stop turn off the news period the end there is nothing pretty much true on both sides of the news everything is skewed to manipulate your mind in one direction or another guys if something's going on in the world that we all need to know about it we're gonna flip and know about it okay you do not need to go home and watch the news go home and read a book, get an audio book, listen to a documentary, watch a based on true story movie, something like that to give you some perspective. Dude, I'll, I'll cry. Like, I'll go and I'll see some of these movies and I'll, I'll tear up. I am not afraid to admit that I'm a man that cries at movies. Like, I will get myself so emotionally connected to that person and what they're going through that it will make me vulnerable and feel for them. And you need to have that. That's, that's more productive for me than anything that's going to be on the news, on a sitcom, on Netflix. I, trust me, I've done the Netflix marathons when I'm sick, and I'm like, 
holy shit, this is so easy to sit there. How do people do this all day? But people do that when they're not sick. They go home and just Netflix binge watch. Guys, you're not getting anything out of that when you do that to yourself. Yeah, what about kids? I mean, I'm seeing kids nowadays just filter themselves and and, and integrate their mind into these video games for hours and hours at a time. And they just don't get out. They Mm -hmm. don't go out to ride a bike anymore. They don't go out to throw a football around. They don't, you know, so the question is, you know, is it the parents? Is it is it you know the the parents that are, are missing that element and they don't have it in their own mm-hmm. lives, so they don't even put it out there for their kids. So perfect. I cannot speak on having kids. I don't have it in my own, but I have observed and I have taken in a lot from mentors of mine that do have children. And guys, as much as you can't blame the kids, you can blame yourselves for allowing it to happen, especially at that early developmental age when all of your coordination and your athletic skills are going to happen from zero to thirteen. And if you want to reference somebody, Dr. Tommy John, on this one, I'll give you a shout-out. He just had a great post the other day. Zero to 13, that most developmental age. Your kids need to get out there. They need to play. If they're interested in soccer, have them play soccer, football, across everything, multi-sports, because they're going to pick up things from each one of them that are going to develop them into their ultimate athletic form. But these kids sitting around playing video games, take away the controller. When I was a kid, we had dial-up internet, and if my mom picked up the phone, we were booted off. And that was easy. Pick up the phone, boot it off. You can lock screens. You can lock out kids on the internet. You can do all this stuff. So it, it has to happen with the parents. The parents have to say, I, do, I see where this generation's going, and I don't like it. There was a thing somebody said the other day. It said, the internet used to be a break from reality. Now, now reality is a break from the internet. Because people are so immersed in this, it's shifted. We're less out here. We're less present. We're less active. And now we're living our lives in this filtered state. And it's like, I'll put stuff out there. Yeah, I'm putting out my, my positivity, my stuff on Facebook. I'm not putting out the stuff I'm going through because that's not motivating people. I'll, I will be some real about that. But these people filtering their pictures to try to blend in with the models of Instagram, everything like that. It's like, guys, be real. Like, I've seen people with so much filtration that it's like, and I'm not talking about people, I'm talking about kids. And it's like, what are you teaching them? That they're, they're not good enough the way they look? They've got to enhance themselves to the point that they're unrecognizable? What's that doing to a 12-year-old? How's that going to carry over to her in her adulthood? That's scary, man. we got to pluck these things out of their hands. So let's go there right now. Why don't we? Um, what I see in Instagram specifically in Instagram. I'm not on Snapchat, but but I, I know that it's there also. Neither am I. It's one too many things. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's to the point where you're right. I think that people with all these filters are making their bodies and, and the, you know, to a certain point where you're looking and you're saying, you know, is this even real? Mm-hmm. Okay. And other people are trying to emulate that and copy that. And it's really causing some major, major stress. Because I've answered calls as a police officer where it's like, hey, you know, this the, my daughter is doing X, Y, Z, and 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 she needs to, you know, she wants to compete against this person on Instagram, and she's very depressed and she's suicidal now over an Instagram thing. This depression, suicidal over competing with somebody you don't even know who has influenced you at, a, at an age where you don't need to be influenced by them. You should be influenced by teachers, coaches, and parents at that age. You don't need all this external stimulation that's going to lead you down the wrong path. So do you think even kids at a younger age going to the gym, going in, you know, under a coach, someone that could push them, get them fit, you think that mentally they will develop a little bit stronger? Huge, huge. And there's a, there's a book I read called Spark, and it was the first study done on the brain and exercise. And what they did, they looked at adults and they looked at children. And they did kids that did not 
do PE before school and kids that did PE before school. And they did psychoanalysis, brain studies. They did uh, the electrodes on the head and, and all that. And then they reviewed the, the child as well to get their own perspective. Mm-hmm. The kids that worked out before school, less depression, less suicidal tendencies, less anxiety, better test scores, better memories at memory retention and overall sense better of well-being. Okay, The kids that did not do that. More ADD, more unfocused, um, less likely to um, to succeed was another measure. Um, less attendance, less interest in those around them. They were like off in another world, all because of that physical element that's being taken away. And if we could just all have physical fitness before work or before school, I guarantee you, this isn't me just toot my own horn. The science backs it up that it's there to benefit us. We used to be animals. We were we were warriors. We had to hunt that saber tooth tiger spirit and run it back there right now. We're right now we've got access to too much food, too much uh, stimulation that isn't physical, and then we're wondering why we're disgusting fat bodies with with no drive, no mindset. And I, eh, you know what? Forget it. You know we don't have that anymore. We need to bring that back. A hundred percent with you. Hundred percent with that. And uh, it, I believe that it has to start with the parents. Has it has to. to start with the with family members and guide your children in the right direction. Um, and put them in sports, whatever it may be, but you got to have them in something, Mm -hmm. you know, get them away from that video. All right, so let's talk a little bit about um, branding yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And going out there, and a lot of people, the the new word nowadays is, you know, branding, you know, being uh, yourself out there on social media. And what I've seen is a tremendous amount of individuals that want to copy others, okay? Yet, unfortunately, um, and I'm talking specifically from the fitness side, sure. okay? Unfortunately, they, they go out there and, and they, the type of individual that goes on, for example, on Instagram or on Facebook and puts out, hey, I'm going to, you know, turn your body around in two weeks or three weeks by doing this exercise or giving you this food or giving you that supplement, I mean, I call bullshit on all of that. I believe. How much time you got for this? <laughs> right. right. So, <laughs> the hamster in the wheel just started running. You know, and they claim that they're, they, you know, they're in this branding mode where they want to brand the new thing that they, the hottest, you know, best tip that they got out there or mm-hmm. the supplement or the this. You know, what's your take on that? All right. Let me, uh, let me try to focus this into a podcast-length conversation here. So my take on this, guys, let's make this real simple. Look at the best bodies that were ever created. Look at the 70s and 80s bodybuilders. Now, granted, there was some science that was being injected into them. But look, even before that, let's go way back because that's about people are just going to claim steroids. Let's go way. Let's go back to the gladiator days. Look at those bodies. Look at do you think those statues that they've just erected statues of every single person having a a really shredded, fit, ripped body? No, they actually looked like that. What did they do to attain that? They ate good food, decent food, nothing that's. Uh, no, tw- there weren't Twinkies back then. They had vegetables. They had meat from animals they killed. And I think they were making bread at that time. There were no supplements. There were no booty classes, pump classes, boot camps, anything like that. They labored. They moved their body. They hunted their food. They ate natural foods and they attained some of the best looking bodies. That is exactly, and I'll fast forward to modern days, natural bodybuilders, myself. I've done shows before. Guys, there's nothing new as far as a piece of equipment. And I work at a place that's got everything that you've never even heard of. We are very blessed. We got state of the art, everything. Do you need it? No. Is it awesome for that, to that edge for our athletes and like that to kind of harness a more specificity? Yes. 
But for the person who wants to change their body, the arm doing a curl for a bicep, there's only one way. It brings your wrist close to your shoulder. It's always going to be a bicep curl. You add resistance to that, the muscle grows. It defines. You do that for any body part, guys. The oldest traditional weightlifting and everything like that is the best thing you can do. It releases all the good hormones. It, it, re, it repairs your body through protein synthesis once you've broken it down, building your body up. And then you fuel up with natural foods, vegetables, meats. Even if you're vegan, you can find your protein. I'm going to tell you that. Like I, I'm still a meat eater. And you can find all those foods. You don't need supplements. Now, do I take supplements? Yes, I take a protein. Why? I take a protein shake. Why? Because I can't physically eat or afford to eat chicken, lobster, fish, and steak and eggs in the same meal. What does a protein shake have in it? It has all the amino acids you get from all those sources of protein in powdered form. So I do like protein supplements, and I'll take a pre-workout to get a little bit more fuel for my fire. But other than that, guys, there's no... I've never had a fat burner seen that actually burns fat. What does it actually do? It gives your body the the boost or maybe the stimulant it needs to make you more active so you burn more fat. Now, if there's a fat burner out there that's magically doing it, I don't think it's going to be that healthy because I want you to get off, off of your ass and actually burn it yourself. But as far as supplements and these new pieces of equipment and somebody having a, oh, get back to this, a two-week fix? A two-week fix to take off over 10 or 20 years of bad eating and bad uh, sedentary life? Attention responsibly armed Americans, you're running out of time here to claim your free mass shooting survival guide and audiobook from my new friends over at the United States Concealed Carry Association. If you're listening right now, you know we live in a dangerous time. Terrorism, mass shootings, toxic politics, but man, enough is enough. When it comes to protecting the people you love, you deserve to know the truth. But you're about to miss your free copy of the complete mass shooting survival guide from the USCCA. Just text the word survival to 87222. That's survival to 87222. I'm telling you it's 100% free, but it'll be gone very soon. Now you're finally going to learn what we really know about mass shootings, how to survive an attack, proven strategies for stopping a shooter, and a whole lot more. Plus, right now, you can claim your copy in seconds. It's 100% free, and if you act now, you'll also get a bonus security checklist to print out for your local school, your church, or your office. Don't miss this life-saving guide and audiobook. This free copy will be gone soon. Just text the word SURVIVAL to 87222. That's SURVIVAL 87222. It's never going to happen. Yeah, there, there was one that I saw that it was a, um, what was it, a 18-day cleanse that... Let's you know, stop you right there. There's only one type of cleanse. It's called your liver. Okay, your liver is a natural <laughs> filter for all the shit we put in our bodies. We drink alcohol. Yes, your liver filters it. So to do a detox or a cleanse... You've got the piece of machinery that does that. There's no such thing as a cleanse. Now, what they just come out with, uh, was it those people on Instagram selling these fit teas? They just came out with a study. They were full of laxatives. Yeah, you're going to lose 10 pounds. You're going to flush your system out. Holy They're full shit. of stimulants. They get you all geared up, and then you run to the bathroom. No wonder you lose 10 pounds. It's water, and it's poop. All right, so let me backtrack here. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about supplements. So okay. you, you say basically that, at this point, you, you take your protein? Protein, because I'm, that, is a, that is a high-quality source okay. of muscle recovery. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. What, what's your take on, for example, creatine? Creatine's great. Creatine's great. And, guys, I will just tell you that I'm not the expert. I, I hire the experts. I consult with the experts. At ISSN, the International Society of Sports Nutrition, our boy Joey Antonio, he's right here in Fort Lauderdale. They released the official position papers on 
supplements and different types of ingredients that are in supplements and their stance on creatine. Completely safe, completely natural. Just, I'm just going to let you guys know, do you know what creatine is? Let's look at the faces. No. Creatine is an energy buffer, okay? The first 10 seconds of a muscular activity or muscular contraction uses creatine before it taps into your sugar. So creatine is great for maximum lifting. So sub five rep bench press, um, a, 10, a 100 meter sprint, that's 10 seconds, an explosive football play where you're, you're going after for four seconds and then you're recovering, right? Creatine is going to buffer energy and give you a little bit of boost. You might get some tenths of a second off that 100. You might get a few extra reps. It is not going to, it's not a steroid. It's, it, it can help bring more fluid and more nutrients and more water into the muscle, but it is not an anabolic, it's considered an anabolic supplement. It is completely natural. It's great for bodybuilding. It helps the muscles uh, take in more that good water with nutrients in it. And yes, you'll put on a little size with it. That's just the water retention inside the muscle cell expanding. Guys, it's been great. They, they actually dismissed the whole kidney failure, everything like that. Now, I don't think anybody needs it till they've gone through, go through puberty. You can take it during then. That's fine. It's not going to hurt you. But again, I'm giving you my take on it through a professional's take. And if you want to call me out on that or question it, just go to ISSN, look at their position papers. They're completely public. And then you can be your own you know, practitioner. You can say, well, this is what it says. I'm going to take that. To, I'll take that all day long, whatever they say. What about the, what, 10 years ago, the old uh, EA, the, uh, was it the, I uh, forget, uh, Bill Phillips, I don't okay. know, him, where he was like, you know, five meals, six meals. Yeah, a, a yeah. Day. I mean, what I've read nowadays is that a lot of that has changed. Mm -hmm. uh, the science has proven that you don't need six meals a day. No. Um, what's your take on that? I'll tell you what, I'm on board because I used to do the five, six meals a day. It was the standard Arnold Schwarzenegger bodybuilders diet. And it was literally, we had this fear of going catabolic. Like if I didn't have my protein every three hours, my muscles were going to, my body was going to let go of my muscles and eat them. Mm -hmm. That's not true. I actually did uh, some fasting recently, not like anything crazy, but from the moment I slept, uh, so nine to 9 a.m. would be 12 hours. I didn't sleep that long, but I'm saying I probably stopped eating at 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. And then by 9 a.m., that was 12 hours, and that's a 12-hour fast. I'd start eating at 9 a.m. Didn't have any – I didn't lose any muscle. I lost a lot of body fat, and I continued working out. I didn't struggle, and I was like, wait a second. This goes against everything I used to learn. So it also comes down to what is feasible with your lifestyle. If you can do that traditional five to six meals a day and get that portioned out, Great, do it. For a lot of people, that's more work. We're already trying to get you up earlier. We're already trying to add activity. You've already got wives, kids, jobs. Okay, we're trying to make you do less work. So keep it simple. So whatever works for your lifestyle, look up these diets. Say you can do it. I don't know which one's going to be better or worse. I think they're all great. I think the fear-mongering of losing muscle is out the door, especially if you're, if you're in an energy surplus and you've got belly fat and everything like that. You're already in an energy surplus. Your body's not starving for any sort of nutrients. And I tell people, especially for fat loss, look at this. This is like, if you don't see your abdominals, that means you've got an energy surplus in your body. Why do we keep eating so much and putting stuff besides protein? It's only going to recover muscles. The body doesn't want to use it as well for energy. Why do we keep filling up the gas tank after we've only driven five miles? That's like, we've got a belly. That's our gas tank. We go every five hours we're eating. It's like, dude, we don't need that. Now you want to keep your energy levels up, but you've got the energy stored right here. Tap into that. So let's go back a little bit to fasting. Sure. <clears throat> what has worked for me, especially over the last couple of months, is like I eat my last meal at 9, and I don't eat 
anything again until 9 a.m. the next morning. Perfect. Uh, because I'm on duty most of the time. That kind of works out for me okay. I, I, I don't, you know, I'm good. And I've noticed that it, I have lost weight, fat, mm -hmm. uh, because of that. Um, are you okay with intermittent fasting like that? I'm okay with it. I, I tried it for a little bit myself, and I was literally, I'm like, okay, here we go. We're going to watch myself wither away. Tell you what, man, I did not see a detriment in strength, muscle size, anything like that doing fasting. Now, again, I can, I tell everybody to do their own research, but I think we're going to learn a lot in the next couple of years about even going further than that, about the whole immune system and hormonal reset of fasting. Remember back in the – well, we don't remember because we weren't cavemen, but back in the day – we would eat a, we would take down a tiger, we would eat that, and then the whole village wouldn't know when we we're gonna eat again. And these people were still able by they were able to move, everything like that. I think we're gonna come back to realizing that we've got we've gotten so used to just having food readily available whenever we want. And when we get stressed out, what makes us feel good? We eat something and it's like all of a sudden where it's like, ah, oh, that felt great. But look at that's why we've got a seventy five percent obesity or overweight rate in the United States among young adults. It's insane. All right, so talk to me about, for example, your day. Okay. Okay, from your your morning routine all the way across and kind of give us an idea of how you eat, you know, what you're, you know, ingesting. Mm -hmm. <coughs> sure. For so my lifestyle change has changed a lot over the years. Again, I talked about doing the five meals a day, everything like that. Currently, right now, alarm clock is set for 4 a.m. or 4.30, depending on, on certain things. But 4 a.m., 4.30, I'm up. The first thing I do, hydrate right out of bed. Next thing I do, I will get a pre-workout in my system, and I will go and I will train. Depending on my schedule after that, if I've got a 30-minute window, I will go to the beach. I'm two minutes away, and I will meditate. I just started doing this a couple months ago. And I, it's for a guy that if you guys can't tell, I might have a little bit of energy and it's hard to turn off. That helps my brain activity just subside. So I'm going to plug meditation in there just because I'm so hyperactive to get my brain waves to just kind of come down to neutral for a little bit during the day has helped me a lot. From there, I will have my protein shake. I will eat, um, try to get a meal after that. And then I train clients and I'm just getting about two or three meals in throughout the day. Probably still doing about every three hours, I'm eating a meal. So I went... 4 a.m., woke up, worked out, meditated, had a protein shake after that, then maybe three more meals, and then a big shake at night, and I'm good to go. That big shake at night, again, if you're fasting, that's your, that's your sleeping recovery right there. Protein, um, oats, if you want anything like that in there. Like, I'm trying to put on muscle, so I'm putting a few more carbs in my system. But if you're trying to lose weight, vegetables, protein, and have your carbs after your workout. So if you're trying to lose fat yeah, and you want to – try anyways to keep mass mm -hmm. keep the mass proteins your for best me, friend lately what's happening is that I, I've, I've lost the weight but i've also lost mass weight. okay so um i'm kind of scrambling to get back on my feet to 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 try to gain that mass back mm -hmm. um the question then is in reality is it possible to lose fat and to maintain some yes, of that mass absolutely been doing it all my life Protein recovers muscle. Pro that's its job. It goes in there. The amino acids break down to the finest forms of, the, of themselves, and they go into the muscle, and they, mm -hmm. your little satellite cells stitch the muscles back up from protein. Protein's job is to build muscle, number, number one, I believe. And then everything else is an energy, some sort of energy substrate. You've got fiber and vegetables, but carbs and sugars are, and fats are your fuel source. If you've already got a gut, you've got enough fuel. Now, I tell people carbs after the workout just because uh, the muscle glycogen receptors 
sensors are ready to pull those carbs into the muscle to help you recover that energy. But to burn fat the rest of the day, you need to stay away from those energy substrates. We've got enough fuel in the tank. Stop feeding it. Give me, give me an example, like your meals. What, what do you eat during the day? My favorite meal, chicken and broccoli. Chicken broccoli. Now, I'll put Frank's Red Hot on it. Trust me, over the years, you find ways to spice these things up. I'll put Frank's Red Hot on it, maybe some Greek salad dressing, anything like that. But again, chicken and broccoli, you'll hear me tell all my clients this day in, day out. Do a week of eating just chicken and broccoli and doing like a protein shake smoothie after your workout and see how that changes you. Just see. Just see. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a dietitian. If somebody's out there going, well, what about the food guide or the food guide pyramid? Dude, the food guide pyramid is what's got us here. Like, you don't need all the grains. You know, and even fruits. Fruits, I just did a speech the other day. Fruits, at, their, at the bottom level of a fruit, it is sugar. It is sugar. Sugar does not need to be in your system if you're trying to lose weight. Now, what about the antioxidants and all the other great things that come from, from fruits? If you're dieting this strict and that hardcore, there's some green supplements out there that have the antioxidants in them, so you're not going to lose that, that benefit as well. So I do, I'm a big proponent of a greens supplement as well if you're dieting this hardcore. But I challenge all the listeners, chicken and broccoli, or just think of, if that doesn't wake you up for breakfast, think of egg whites and some yolks and a vegetable. But it's a protein source and it's a vegetable and you're not throwing in any of the other crap. Try that for a week and see what happens. What about cheeses? What about nuts? What about uh, those are good fats. Those uh, are good fats, and there's avocado. Not, yeah, great fats. Great sources of good and, fat. And uh, meat. Good. So my snack again: snacks, almonds. Uh, I'll do. It's kind of like the whole paleo thing, like uh, meats, cheeses. Those are all great. They're protein, and they've got good fat in them. Most of them, like an almond, is a lot of unsaturated fat, so it's just going to be more energy for you. But again, if you're trying to go hardcore, and I'm like going, I'm just saying, just just proteins and, and vegetables and see how that – and your body, again, almonds are good fat, but if you've already got a good amount of fat, let's tap into the stuff that's right here. Now, energy levels, coffee, caffeine, tea, ca- that'll, that'll keep your energy levels up. Again, this is, not, this is not something I expect people to sustain all their lives, but I want them to get to where they need to be, and then it's much easier to maintain that once you've gone through that kind of a dietary crucible. I don't, like, I don't like doing baby steps where it's like, well, eat a little bit like this and then have an apple and then have a banana. No. You got to teach yourself. You got to teach yourself to go through the struggles and be disciplined and then reward yourself once you've gotten to the top of the mountain. Good stuff right there. Good stuff. You know, a lot of people, unfortunately, they, again, you know, it's, it's, they think that, well, I'll eat a couple of good meals and then I'll eat a Whopper at night. <sighs> or, you know, I'll eat, you know, three or four good meals, maybe even a week of so good let's, meals. So let's divulge into yeah. that. 80-20, guys, and you've heard that number thrown out there. Motivational speakers use it, but it's, it's kind of true. So I do have a cheat day. I have a day where you're going to see me, and sometimes, like right now, I'm, I lost a lot of weight the last couple of weeks. I was sick, and so I'm putting it. Like, you'll see me eating everything this week. I'll post it on social media, and I will be totally transparent. I don't hide from it at all. But what I want to tell you was 80-20, have a cheat day. Number one, it works because you get that fix. Okay, so... Physically, or for your stomach, your stomach's had a big smile because you had that burger and fries, but your head, your head's going to be like, oh, that felt great. The pleasure hormones of that, that meal come out. But then once it's over, you're like, shit, the, next, the week's about to begin. I got to get back on track. Oh, I had a great cheat day. You're not craving it because you gave yourself a little taste and then you're back on track. So the, the psychology of a cheat day 
it, it gives it 100% validity. It's saying you do it and then you feel great for a little bit. It's like that dopamine hit. But then what do we want? We want serotonin, dude. We want to go all the way. We want to be happy for days, not just hours. How so often do you do that, Chief? I would do once a week if I'm really dieting and so I'm hardcore. freaking go out there, eat a fucking pizza, whatever. If you are doing your chicken and broccoli Monday through Friday, I, will, I would love to take you out for a burger and fries and all the fixings and just do it, man. Reward. Yeah, that is a, that is, again, it has a psychoact or psychological effect on your brain. You feel like you were so great and then you, you effed up a little bit. And it's like it, that motivates you to get back on track. For the most part, tons of studies have been done on that. That's a, that's a definitely good thing. Um, and the big, another big thing is prepare your own food. Sorry to cut you off there, but especially with kids and everything like that, like try to make your kids eat great too. Get rid of the ho-hos and the stuff that all the other parents are like, well, I get this at that kid's house. Like, who cares? It's your kid. It's your household. Try to maintain the fort as best you can and prepare your own meals or use a prepared meal service. It's great if you're eating out at restaurants. And we live in a well-to-do area. I have clients that literally eat out for dinner every single night, number one. Yeah. Okay, how much money you got? That's expensive. That could sure. be going towards something else. Sure. And you don't know how that food is prepared. I guarantee you that great taste of steak is covered in butter. Covered. Which isn't the the worst thing in the world, but again, you're trying to lose weight, we're trying to take away all those energy substrates from your diet. Let your body tap into its fuel stores. All right, so we're talking chicken, meat from time to time, vegetables, mm-hmm. uh, broccoli. What else do you recommend? I'm broccoli, honest. asparagus, Brussels sprouts, mixed greens, spinach, egg whites, uh, lean lean beef, fish, all that stuff. We can do meats, cheeses, nuts. That's great. Again. The biggest thing, if you take away, if you're going to do one thing from this, you cannot eat sugar if you were looking for results. You can have that, the, the frozen fruit in a smoothie after your workout. We talked about muscle glycogen, but you got to get rid of the sugar. I don't even care if you have glasses of wine. I'd rather you not have simple sugars. No candies, no sodas, none of that stuff. Yeah, my so father just had rice, tri- yeah. bread, candy, yeah. all that. Tell you what, my father just had triple bypass this summer. Mm. And I was home, and I'm sitting in the waiting area for other people getting out of the – it's the cardiac surgery center. And every single person that's parent or loved one that's in there is having surgery is sitting in the waiting room. They're all obese, and they've all got 20 ounces or 2 liters of Mountain Dew and everything like that. I'm looking at these guys. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's why your loved one is in there. And here you are. You're not getting it. Like, you don't see yourself. Like, you're you're – you're huge. You've got these people had over a hundred pounds to lose, and they they're still going to the vending machine getting sodas and candies. Man, it's like dude, you're killing yourself. Come on. So one thing, get rid of sugar. Just get rid of it. Do you think age plays a big part in getting fit? For example, a fifty or sixty year old guy that's coming to you that says, you know, Andy, I've never been really in great shape. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I want you to guide me along. And get me in fucking awesome shape. Can you do it? Yes. Some of my best clients are between the ages of 50 and 70, and they actually get in some of my classes, and they're running circles around these 20-somethings. Number one, they know how to work most of the time. They know how to go in there, prepare themselves, see the whole see the whole workout, pace themselves a little bit, and get through it. And they bring up the younger generation. So with younger, I'd say between 18 and 35, you're primed and ready. Like you're in your kind of peak physical hormonal state, I would say. After 35, I would start getting blood work done and start checking hormones, everything like that. I only tell you that because I had some guy, a couple people, but one of them in particular, he worked out with me for three years, spent over $30,000. He was feeling great. He was putting on some muscle, but the gut wasn't going away, but he was happy. And I said, you know what, man? Like, this isn't working. He goes, what do you mean? I'm having, I love you. I'm like, yeah, but dude, I'm just not seeing the results. Went in, got blood work. Testosterone was in the tank. Estrogen was through the roof. Cortisol, you name it. 
They set him straight in three months. He lost all the weight he wanted to lose from three years ago. And he had a great-looking physique under it because we'd build up so much muscle mass throughout the years because he still That's had that calorie point. surplus. But blood point. work is huge, especially when you're older. And, guys, there's not a lot, you know, there's not a lot of uh, research out there about the, the hormone replacement and everything like that. But I'll tell you what, it's coming. And, it's, and if there is a fountain of youth, a lot of these things are coming out in the sciences now that are saying, hey, why not? It's not abuse. Why not get back to that level at 35 years old and live the best years like that? Especially, I'm not talking about guys. I'm talking about women too. Postmenopausal women are getting little low doses of, I mean, the minuscule amount of testosterone and it's keeping them, it's like the fountain of youth. And I've seen it because we live in a very affluent area. I've seen people that are kind of uh, experimenting with that science. And it's great. I've got 70-year-old women on low-dose tea, and they are their bones are healthy, they're lean, they're strong, and forget about the physical part, the mental and the energies that they are, they are still having at 70 years old. Like 20-somethings look at them like, how the hell do you run a company, do this, do that, and then still have time to work out? Sure. Why? They're taking care of themselves. So the supplementation, always do that, but get your blood work done at that age, man. At least check under the hood. See what's going on. We don't have sensors like we do in our car yet, but we should. We really should. Do you recommend anything or any type of supplement or anything to take to increase your your hormones, your testosterone for guys? For Number example? one is sleep. If you're you got to sleep to regenerate testosterone. After that, there's really I mean there's stuff out there. It's test boosters, but I'm not an I'm not any person to talk about what is in those things or what they do. The best thing for you to do is talk to an endocrinologist. Go in there to a blood panel. They'll tell you exactly what it is. And there's, there are things that can get you back on track. They're not going to give you – if you go in there thinking you're going to get some anabolic drug that's just going to turn you into a mountain in a month, you're not going to get that. They're not going to give that to you. That is illegal. You need to, All you're doing is trying to maintain your health. And I'm, I'm big on that. If you, if you can do that, go through it and go through those steps. But the doctor is going to be the final word on that. Awesome, awesome. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to ask you one question that I ask all of my guests, Okay. What is your definition of a modern-day warrior? Definition of a modern-day warrior. Someone that is complete in all areas of life. Not just physical. Physical, mental, spiritual, emotional. Every single facet of life, you've got some sort of discipline or you've trained yourself in a certain way to become or you're going to become that type of warrior. We don't we don't we're not all born with it. We're all not all natural leaders. We weren't all naturally athletic or big. I definitely was not. It takes a lot of work and I think you develop the disciplines and characteristics of a warrior. So if you're sitting here thinking, well I'm just not like that person. I don't have his energy. I'm not the the badass super soldier that's going out there. Guys, everybody started as a little infant baby human being. We've gone through experiences, trainings, disciplines crucibles, things like that, that have taken us and molded us into what we are today. And we've got choices every day. We can either stay the same or we can start adding things to that warrior tool belt that we've got and start sharpening and forging those areas of our life that need some work. So modern day warrior is somebody that looks at themselves, always looking for improvement, better ways to lead, follow, and get after it. Phenomenal. Love that. Love that. All right. For you guys to know out there, Andy is going to be one of our instructors and in the instructor cadre for the uh, Crucible, the Man of War Crucible, on April 10th through the 14th. As of this podcast, we have selected 11 men out of 86 interviews. Okay, uh, Right now, we're still conducting uh, what we call Phase 3 interviews, 
And we're going to continue interviewing here throughout the month of Feb and into the first couple of weeks of March. By that time, we're going to have a selection of a total of 20 men. All right. So if you're interested, all right, and uh, definitely is something that if you're looking to challenge yourself, push yourself and grow is going to be something that you're going to absolutely love. Um, go to wardevacademy.com forward slash crucible. That's W-A-R-D-E-V academy.com forward slash crucible. And I'll put the link on the on the show notes here. All right, Andy, where can people follow you? Where can people reach you? I am my own person. So Andy Soraki again, A-N-D-Y, last name S-Z-I-R-A-K-I. I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram. The website right now is going to be – it's being redone. That's andysoraki.com. It's under construction. Right there you can see my speaking appearances, the workshops that I do, the personal training, the group fitness, and the services that I also offer to people all over the world. Just drop me a message. Tell me your life story. From there, I can really mold what I can do for you and my services around your exact story. I'm not a cookie-cutter person. I'm not going to give you the same thing that I gave to somebody else. Everything is catered to that individual and their needs. Um, hey, listen, no bullshit, okay? Go see this guy. Um, he is legit, 100%. Uh, I've known him, and he's just an honest guy and can really lead you in the right direction. So if you are in the South Florida area, uh, go check him out, no doubt about it. And I also want to announce that he is coming back to the Conclave of Warriors 2019. So Andy will be with us also there. So some great things here ahead of us. I uh, hope that you tune in for this podcast and for many other shows that we have coming up. All right, Andy, anything else you want to tell our guys? Boom, baby. That's it. And if you want to know what that means, you better show up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andy, listen, it was an honor to have you on, man. Great stuff across the board, and we'll have you back on soon, brother. Thank you. Boom shakalaka. There you have it. What a great conversation with Andy Siraki. This guy is wise. He's energetic, man, and he speaks from the heart. That is the most important aspect here because when someone speaks from the heart, that means they've put the time in, right? Their knowledge is there. So I hope that you really took some notes from here and took some great strategies, some nice concepts that he has laid out for you. And I love the part where we spoke about, you know, what you eat and he simplifies shit. You know, just go out there, work, eat the right foods. And have that strong mindset to do things even when you don't want to do them, all right? That's called the warrior mindset in my book. All right, my brothers, don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. So important that we would really appreciate that. Also, give us a follow on Instagram, at Man of War with two R's. And of course, uh, you could also track us down on Facebook. Uh, look for Man of War there. We're growing, we're moving, good things are happening. And I hope that you just take this journey with us because it's gonna be a life changer for you, no doubt about it. Until next time, your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest victory. <laughs>